Hello and welcome to another edition of Lights, Camera, Sports, the New England Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to be back for another edition. And we're honored today to be joined by Baker Dunleavy, the new head coach at Quinnipiac Men's Basketball, the seventh head coach in the history of the program. Baker, thanks so much for taking time out of your day and uh, give us a couple minutes here on the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast. No, I'm excited to do it. Glad to be with you guys and uh, integrating up here into to Connecticut. has been a lot of fun so far. And we were talking before you we went on. Baker was part of the Villanova program back in 2006. I was a student manager at Boston College and uh, one of the worst losses for us uh, in program history. But uh, that was great for you. you. You guys advanced that Villanova team, an excellent team. Uh, Randy Foy, a bunch of other players uh, advanced the lead eight that night. We had a great year that year. Um, we, we were a number one seed. It kind of it really established our program back to what we wanted it to be. Um, you know, we had some really good players, Randy Foy, Alan Ray, Curtis Sumter, all those guys. We had, we had an older team. And then a, Kyle, a guy like Kyle Lowry, who you know, all basketball fans are familiar with now, is a young, young, tough, hungry guard on that team. So, uh, but, but BC's roster was pretty impressive. And the one thing I remember from that game is, uh, you know, guys were just so worn out, and players needed IVs in, in, in the game, you know, after the game, just to get themselves uh, recovered. But I don't think we fully recovered. It was it was a old school Big East uh, physical brawl yeah no question about it good moments good times all right let's let's get to you obviously an interesting story of fame a family involved with basketball growing up your father uh is now the head coach at Tulane he's been everywhere the NBA your brother with the Atlanta Hawks uh just talk about growing up and was basketball always your number one passion well it was um you know I, I always tell people I feel like it can, in a situation like that it can go either way I mean you just you're around it so much that uh, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And, and my brothers and I, we all we all really embraced it and loved it. And it was a way for us to go to work with our dad, you know, and that was that was a cool thing. With, you know, with his job traveling as much as he did, it was cool to be able to go to practice with him, spend time around the game, and just get exposed to such great players, coaches, um, teams. So certainly a neat experience that has its own, you know, kind of wrinkles to it. You move around a lot. Uh, you know, you got to – you got to adjust to new environments, make new friends, and and you got to read about when your dad loses in the paper. And you know, there's 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 upside and downside, but I wouldn't trade anything uh, in the world for it. Yeah, that was my next question. How did you handle all the movement growing up, and you know, changing sports teams, obviously as well, uh, before you even got to high school or college? Well, you know, there's really not much of a choice. I think mean, it brings you closer with your family, and then um, sports are, sports are an amazing vehicle uh, for a kid who you know, moves around a lot. So you, it's a great way to just kind of integrate yourself into a new group of friends. So you know, I was a little bit luckier. We moved uh, we moved kind of during the years that lined up for me, freshman year of high school, so on and so forth. But my older brother had to go to three high schools. And, and uh, again, you know, playing basketball and meeting people through AAU, high school, that's that's an amazing way to for, for kids to come together and, and part of the reason I've really loved the game. And just talk about your time. You went to Lawrenceville Prep School. Uh, is that in Taunton, New Jersey? It's in. It's technically in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. It's right next to uh, Princeton. Gotcha. Beautiful place. I went there. I got hurt my senior year of high school in Portland, and I decided, you know, just for recruiting decisions, to go to 
an extra year of high school. Gotcha. So I did that at Lawrenceville, and that got me pretty close to Villanova, and geographically that uh, played a big part in how I ended up you know, being on the team with Coach Wright. And just talk about being recruited to play at Villanova. How, how did that all work out? And then yeah, your I, mean, first I was moments. a guy that talent-wise was probably more like a Patriot Ivy player, maybe you know, could have played at higher levels and uh, could have really thrived at lower levels. But I, I was not a Big East player by any means. And um, Coach Wright had a unique situation there that you know, he had a lot of guys coming in in one class, guys that he felt like potentially could leave early. And he wanted to give a scholarship to more of a developmental guy and uh, a guy that would be, you know, the chemistry of the team gets hurt if everybody expects to play right away. So a guy that would be patient. And so I weighed that against probably some other opportunities to play uh, – sooner and uh it's, it's a decision that I, i'm really glad i had the maturity to make at a time because it it really got me to an incredible place a place i learned so much uh, on and off the court and most importantly uh just put me around good people and you have an interesting story as i was doing research you graduated from villanova and then you went to new york and worked in merrill lynch on wall street for a couple of years just talk about that experience and how you transition uh back into coaching yeah, so when I got done, I played for a year overseas, and then I worked three years at Merrill Lynch uh, Bank of America. And and my thought was, and the advice I got from you know my dad, who had done it as well, was just give your degree a shot. You know, basketball will be there. Uh, I think in my deep down, I knew I was going to end up in basketball. But had a great experience. Really learned how to work. Learned how to work in a professional environment. Had a uh, a lot of things that translate into coaching. You know, teamwork. Um, how to get you know, excellent work done for your boss, how, how to you know, how to handle that, to work for somebody, uh, to be early, um, to serve clients, like all those things. They translate into all different businesses. So that was great, but at the end of my tenure there, I just, I was begging my way back into the Villanova program, and they were lucky, they were, they were excited enough to, uh, I should say, nice enough to take me. Yeah, how did that work out? Obviously, you know, some other co- people, coaches, they start doing high school or whatever, but you had a great opportunity to go right back into the Big East, Villanova, uh, with coaching. Just explain yeah, that transition. I mean, everybody, right, everybody handles their staff differently. Um, coach is really big on bringing people back around that he trusts and, and that he's uh, had relationships with. So, I mean, I, I did. I started back at Villanova, but I started in a, in a lower role doing uh, operations and administrative work. And then just worked my way up the the ladder just by kind of doing my job and and, and all the while learning and watching and and uh, emulating Coach Wright and our staff and it worked out great. I spent uh, spent four years as the associate head coach there and uh, it was the best the best time of my basketball life. We're just blessed to be around incredible players and, and have some great success. And then and that's interesting. After a certain point working at Villanova, did you re- know deep down that you made the right decision to leave uh, New York, Wall Street, and get into coaching? Was there like a moment where you said, oh, this is what I want to do? Yeah, you know what? I mean, to be completely honest, I came back to Villanova, and, and the, the team was young, and we had some guys leave early, and we struggled my first year, and I'd be lying if I didn't say, hey, you know, even just from a from a financial standpoint, like what did I give up to come back to this? And but all the while, I was enjoying the basketball piece and and, and the family piece at at, uh, at Nova. And then and I don't know if there was an exact point, but I just I do remember one summer uh, getting a workout started and just finishing up a workout and saying, "Wow, like this is incredible." I, I don't know how good we're going to be this year. I think we'll be better, but I really enjoy like everybody on our team. You know, working with them. and, and 
and it really impacted my recruiting philosophy is just you know the joy that there was coming to work because there was a great staff and the and the kids were just great kids and it made it made coming to work and teaching and and training so fun yeah that really you're right that really makes a difference too i remember when as a student manager at bc going to practice with everyone getting along everyone on the same page that can really change your day just day to day uh going to work no question what um now give us a little behind the scenes of jay wright uh any, any good stories uh to our listeners, what's obviously an excellent coach, national champion. Uh, just what makes him tick, in your opinion, as such a successful program at Villanova? Yeah, I mean, probably no individual stories I'd be at liberty to tell you, but I think, <laughs> I think overall, what I tell people is he's known for his style and being somebody who's really, you know, uh, you know, style and, and image conscious. But um, he is a, the most down to earth laid-back guy off the court. And, and I think if, if I could emulate one thing, it would be to treat people the way that he treats people on a consistent basis, um, whether people know it or not. You know, the, no matter who it is that works in your building, on your campus, uh, that he sees on the street. You know, he's, he's just very gracious and, and genuine to everybody. And then when he steps over the line and, and, it, and it turns into basketball, he's got a great passion, intensity, and he's a very demanding coach. Um, but he was, he was always very uh, – he had a great ability to have his guys play hard and uh, get the most out of his guys and, and drive them. And then when you step off the court, put his arm around a guy, spend personal time with him, and, and truly build a real relationship too. So that, that balance was something that I'll always try to emulate with our guys. Yeah, and it shows on and off the court. You're right. So let, let's now let's talk about Quinnipiac. How, how did that – give us the play-by-play. How did that become on your radar once the season ended, and how did it all shake out? And what are your thoughts of Quinnipiac before you took the job? Well, I'd be lying if I said I was – you know, I was not in a position where I felt like I needed to leave. You know, I was in a great spot. We were a number one seed this year. We got a lot of guys coming back next year, and I, I really felt like uh, – I was really happy, really happy, and it's a lucky position to be in. You know, a lot of times coaches feel like the next time I get an opportunity, i got to get out of here, you know, or else I'll miss my opportunity. At Villanova, I didn't feel that way. Um, I was able to kind of uh, have a very clear mind and wait for the right job, and when this one came around, I did my homework and met some people from here and got to see the campus, and you know, what I really always wanted was somewhere, maybe, you know, maybe not at the high major level, but somewhere that... I could try to emulate our model at Villanova, um, a place that has a great rep- academic reputation, a beautiful campus, um, you know, the right people, uh, the place that you could attract a great staff. And, um, you know, obviously anybody who's been here has seen the facilities that are in place. There's just a dedication to not only winning, but uh, winning the right way and, and, and a great culture. And it's, it's apparent when you look at the women's basketball program, when you look at men's and women's hockey, there are uh, there are cultures in place, you know, that I think fit this university, and we hope to one day be that. Yeah, no question about it. I've been to the TD Bank Sports Center many times, and every time I walk in there, your, your jaw drops with the hockey facility only, uh, the basketball only facility. You know, it, it's really, really impressive. Did you have those thoughts as well when you first got into campus? Well, I did. I did. And, and it's not just, listen, there's nothing, there may be nothing import, more important than facilities in terms of recruiting. I mean, it's just people want to feel like um, 
you know, that, that have nice amenities. However, I looked at it like, you know, a lot of schools are saying, hey, we're going to make this upgrade, we're going to make that upgrade, but here they'd already done it. You know, the, the, the actions had already taken place. And I felt like if they're willing to be this committed on a facility standpoint, um, you know, I, I'm willing to bet they're really committed across the board. And um, that's, you know, having the proper assistance for our student athletes in, in class. Um, we, we have great academic support here uh, in terms of travel, in terms of recruiting. Um, you know, I just, I just felt like, you know, the commitment, you just want to feel supported as a coach, and I felt like that would be the case here. And what, talking head coach Baker Dunleavy, new head coach at Quinnipiac. Coach, talk about your recruiting philosophy. What can we expect, uh, Bobcat fans can expect from you in terms of what type of player are you going after, what geographic region? Uh, what's your ideal goal in terms of recruiting? Well, you know, I think every assistant coach that takes his first job probably has a comfort zone uh, in terms of what, what they're used to. And um, I'm certainly – no different in that. I, I, you know, another thing that attracted me to this job is the region. You know, I'm very, very much used to recruiting the Northeast from D.C. to New England at, at Villanova, and I just feel like the type of players that you win with um, are there's a lot of them. You know, in this region. So the ge the geography is great. Uh, the style, obviously, we've been at Villanova, kind of more of a spread style, a little bit different than what's been the case here. But you know, I. For me, we'll work on the guys' skill sets. Uh, we'll develop players here. But I, I really want to recruit hungry, competitive, driven kids uh, that, that want to represent this university the right way. And and so you only know that by really getting to know kids. You know, it's it's not something that you you learn about a kid. How competitive is he? How how hungry is he? How much does he work? Uh, you know, until you really get to know. Him. Like I. What, let me get to know his academic advisor. Let me get to know his coaches, his parents. What do people say about this guy? So taking a regional approach, I think, allows you to get to know the kids well. They can come to your games. You spend time at their games. And I really want to know the people uh, as well as the players when we bring them in here. And just talk about, too, I know you've met the team so far before, but just talk about the first couple of weeks now, getting used to the team and uh, what your priority, I'm sure, is to keep players that are already there. Uh, just talk about your experiences thus far with the team. Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, you know, they've they've been really receptive and very respectful. And this day in college athletics, it's it's uh, it's it's naive to think that you know when when kids have options and they're not going to explore those options, especially with a new coach. So I've been respectful of 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 some guys who want to look around a little bit, but um, you know, in turn, they've been really respectful of me. Uh, and we've had some really good interaction in meetings, and then today was our first day on the court. Um, and so, so that's the first step is just that i got to be honest and lay out kind of the blueprint and, and the, the, the values that I have. And then there's probably some guys that have to, to look at it and say, you know, do I think I fit that? You know, it's like being recruited uh, again. You know, i got to find what I fit. And, um, you know, I hope that's here, but the, one, the great thing about this school is, uh, when, when you come on campus, hopefully when you meet our staff and get a feel for how we're going to play, uh, it's, it's a place that I think really good people and really good players are going to want to be a part of. Has your father, Mike Dunleavy, or Mike, your brother, Mike Dunleavy Jr., given you any tips uh, about uh, how to build the program? And uh, obviously he, your father's down in Tulane. 
Uh, maybe you get an out-of-conference matchup with Tulane against Quinnipiac in the future. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I've, I've fielded that, field that question already. You know, as you can imagine, my, my goal is to keep the family relationships intact while I go through this whirlwind of setting up my first program. So <laughs> if there is a home-and-home, home, it'll be off in the distant future. But uh, I certainly lean on him in every aspect of coaching. Uh, he's enjoyed his first year in college. And then, uh, you know, with my brother, you know, I think I have a really good feel for a lot of different NBA programs, how they do things, you know, just listening to his experience. But also, hey, he's a he's a 35-year-old NBA player. He's had a lot of experiences, and coaches deal with him different ways. And I always pick his brain about different coaches, how they do things. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just an invaluable resource. Last couple minutes here. Just talk to you about, you know, people don't realize coaching, the family moving – Talk about your family moving from Philadelphia now to the New Haven area. What's it been like for them and to try to get adjusted to the new community? Well, that's going to be really important to us. Um, you know, they're going to come up. They're still down there right now, but my wife and my daughters are going to come up next week and we'll start looking for houses and try and find somewhere that we can grow as a family and part of this community. And they couldn't be more excited. My wife is from the suburban Philly area, so, you know, we're leaving her home and, and really all what has been all of our home uh, for the past seven years, but at the same time, we know it's an adventure, it's a new start, we're excited for it, and um, again, part of the reason I really pursued this job is I felt like it's a community here, and a place that would embrace my family, and so far I have uh, nothing that I've seen that would make me think otherwise. The people here, I think, are the, the facilities are great, I think the people here are the, the best product the university has to offer. And last question, three, four years down the road, in your ideal situation, in your mind, what are the Bobcats seeing uh, from the new program the bo- led by you? Well, what, what are we anticipating happening? No, and that's, and that's an important question. You know, I, for our players, I want to make sure we're doing things the right way. And at the, end of the, at the end of the day, the result should be winning at a high level. That's what it should, the result should be. But for that to happen... You know, I, I really feel like bringing in the right guys, coaching the guys that are here, uh, and building a program, doing things the right way, working. Um, all the cliches that coaches talk about, we got to put. We have to put uh, all that in front of us and, and be really humble, be really hungry about how we go about it. And I think if those things happen, I think three or four years down the road, you know, you're looking at a team that the university can be really proud of, not, not just in terms of wins and losses, but it will be really important to me that people come to our games and, and really respect uh, how our guys play hard and how they play as a unit. And, and the style might vary year to year based on different skill sets, but that's got to be constant. Um, and then a team that other teams don't enjoy playing against, you know, just in terms of, uh, you know, if you're going to beat those guys, you got to really bring it that night. You're going to have to bring your best effort because they're not going to quit. Um, so those are the things I would hope people are saying about our program sooner rather than later, but it's going to take a lot of hours of work, and, and everybody here is committed to it. Well, Baker Dunleavy, thank you so much for taking some time out to join us here at the Lights, Camera, Sports Podcast, and welcome to New England. Hopefully you get some pizza from New Haven pretty soon. I know. I've been hearing all about it. I'm embarrassed I haven't tried it yet, Mike, but I'm going to – I'm going to make that a mission here in the next week or so, and uh, hopefully I can I can keep the pounds off after I try every spot. <laughs> well said. Hey, well, thanks again, and uh, good luck to you and the Quinnipiac Bobcats down the road. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. Okay, take care.
Well, thanks so much to Baker Dunleavy, the new head coach at Quinnipiac, the Bobcats, the men's basketball, for joining us on the Lights, Camera, Sports, the podcast. Uh, great interview. Wish him the best of luck. Nice young guy, and uh, we hope he does well here for in New England. It'll be good for New England sports as well. And thank you so much for joining us and listening to the podcast. I'd like to remind everybody, you can check it out on SoundCloud. Also, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, where you can leave a review as well. Uh, we're on BC Interruption, the BC SB Nation Sports website. And if you'd like to advertise on Lights Camera Sports, send me an email at lightscamerasportsads at gmail.com. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Mike Galtieri signing off.